Just gonna test now and see how this sounds. Everybody say something real quick. Hi. Hi, how are you? I've got a mouthful of goldfish. Hello and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a pseudo-game show podcast hosted by me, Nate Regolia, with my usual guests, John Peros and Shannon Page. Each week, we subject a group of guests to a list of ten topics that I've picked out to find out whether they know them or they only have a vague idea. And then I award completely arbitrary points to determine who wins something that we probably will have to make up because no one tweets at Nate Regolia with trophy suggestions. So, uh, let's say hello to... John and Shannon first. John, how are you? Greetings. All right, Shannon. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> good, good, good to see you. And uh, our special guest this week, uh, Rex Roberts, Ooh, who special? is the proprietor of Steno, which is the location in which we record right now and possibly for the long term. We'll see if they'll allow us to stay. Rex, how are you? Let's see how many points I get. All right. <laughs> so uh, there's, there's kind of a rigged nepotistic system here. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, and our other guest, uh, also special. Yes, thank you. Is Eric Palencia. Eric, uh, who works with Rex uh, and is also, uh, you know, just a stellar human being. Oh, Though we will have to see if he's uh, completely honest throughout the episode. He has a bit of a, uh, a reputation, we'll say. Easy. Um, I appreciate the compliments, though. I don't think I need any more points than that. Thank you. Aw, buddy. Okay, well, hey, you know, depending on how the game goes, that might be all you get, so. Uh, you guys are familiar with how we play the game? Uh, yeah, loosely. Okay. As long as you're familiar with our general disregard for rules. Yes. Well, that's pretty much what the game is about. Uh, and I haven't really been tested that strongly yet, so we'll see. We'll see how well I can kind of keep control on, keep the lid on this boiling pot of knowledge. Uh, so we're going to start the game by doing a round of Rochambeau to determine which of you goes first. Whoever wins the ultimate of however many rounds required to get through all of you to, to, to name a winner will get to choose a number corresponding to one of the topics, and we will see uh, whether you know it or you only have a vague idea, and then we will proceed through the topics until we have reached the end of the list, and thus the end of the show. (laughs) So let's get ready. (laughs) We're going to do Rochambeau. It's one, two, three, shoot. On shoot. On shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Okay. Uh, All right, well, we, 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 we did that thing again where everybody <laughs> did different stuff. Um, okay, let's go again. One, two, three, shoot. This is a terrible system. Okay, mm. hold on. So we've got oh, two yeah. papers and two rocks. Yeah, so two papers out. and two rocks. Fine. Two, three, shoot. Okay, and Rex wins. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I might need to rethink the Roshan Bow thing, Shannon. <laughs> I know oh, that I I've... Well, I've been I've been giving Shannon a hard time for weeks because she's like, this isn't gonna work, and it had worked three consecutive times in the last two weeks. We have got this like just round robin. Everybody's you know the the snake is eating its own tail situation. Yeah, it's it's bloody. Um, so uh, Rex, you get to pick the first topic one through ten. Through ten, one up to and including. Yes, nine. Nine. Well, hey, all right. This is uh, a little bit of local recent news. Uh, Rex Roberts, do you know about Dane Best's snowball fight? Or do you only have a vague idea? A vague idea might be a stretch. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with the vague idea Seven then. Seven we'll, of an idea? Okay. We'll, you, we'll say vague idea because I could... Don't look what? at the list. Did you just look at the list? Yeah, 
I would I, you wait, 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 uh, disqualify <laughs> my, my look at the list. You're gonna be There's nothing on the list. <laughs> <laughs> He's making this up as we go. Right. <laughs> it's just like numbers one through ten. <laughs> and I just say spaghetti for number eight. Uh, Eric, vague idea, do you know it? Do you have a vague idea? Give us your bid. I, I know of snowball fights. I know not of this Dave. Dane. Dane. Okay. So just tell us, do you have a vague idea or do you know it? So you don't know it. Vague idea? You can also pass if you don't, if you have no idea about it. I will pass. You're going to pass? Okay. John? Uh, I'll say I know about it. You know? Is it because you looked at my phone? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Shannon? I'm going to pass. You're going to pass. All right. So, Rex, start us out with a vague idea. Tell us what you think you know about this, and then if and John will have to add something substantial to gain additional points. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run with. I think there was a snowball fight in a public school setting where I think somebody abused the rule of hiding ice in the snowball and hurt somebody. And it escalated to the point of we have to get the authorities involved, um, which any any good schoolyard snowball fight will always threaten to go to because somebody always cheats. Sure, yeah. There's always a graveler. <laughs> right, you you dig too deep with your your gathering of the snow, and you get different materials in there. There's a little dog poop. Well, yeah, yeah. especially this early in the season. Yeah, oh so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Local news. Yep, uh, I think, yeah. Wow. That's not correct. John, <laughs> what, do you, what do you know about There's Dane a, Best's snowball fight? I bought it. I was, uh, I was intrigued. I, I think it's inappropriate for him to say it's incorrect. That's, that's the other contestant's job. <laughs> <laughs> you got to let somebody else call bullshit on my bullshit. <laughs> There's a small town in Colorado that has literally outlawed snowball fighting in its jurisdiction. That's right. And it's like the story of this nine-year-old kid who petitioned the city council or some, some whatever the governing body is of this city to, um, to allow snowball fighting within the city. So That's correct. Like that. That's yeah. correct. Do you know why? Dane best? <laughs> Two questions. But yeah, I think, I think <laughs> there's always like some concern about foul play with a snowball fight, so... And Dane is the kid who's petitioning it? Uh, yeah, I guess that's the kid's name. Yeah, that's right, Joe. If my name was Dane, I would not want snowball fighting to be legal, because I feel like everybody would throw it at me because my name was Dane. Because that's a terrible name. Is Dane a bad That's the joke. That's the joke. I'm trying to tell there. It didn't land. Sorry. Dane the Wayne. Dane the Wayne. But if you're Dane, I'm assuming that you're from some sort of Danish descent, so you might have some (laughs) snowball fighting ancestry. There you go. You're well equipped for a snowball fight. You're a ringer. So this Dane sounds like a bully, really. He's a great Dane. (laughs) Oh. So John John was correct. Dane Best of Severance, Colorado, uh, convinced the town board on, uh, let's see, that was December 4th, uh, to repeal... The city or the townwide ban on snowball fighting. Uh, he's nine year old, nine years old, and uh, he's done the most in local government that I've seen anyone do in a long time. So, John, you're gonna get a point. I cannot wait to see the Disney Channel movie about this incident. Oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fantastic. So, I'm sure every December fourth from henceforth, there's going to be a 
big stupid it's gonna be a South Park episode. no more fight in the middle of Main Street and then they're gonna do a parade and you started like the song right there every December 4th henceforth is right? and yeah I mean in the Disney version obviously they're gonna give him some sort of like facial deformity or he's gonna be no no now that Disney doesn't do facial no, deformities like they Mr. do like extremity deformities cause oh, okay. still gotta be pretty yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, even Mr. Smith goes to Washington but Mr. Mr. Best goes to Washington. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Best puts on a vest and talks to the town board. <laughs> <laughs> I like this Shows up at a, a town council s- meeting. We should start the December 4th tradition. Like, we should just go to the town and throw snowballs at people every December 4th. Yeah, I want to go to local jail. I mean, it's not illegal. Oh, it's not anymore? No, yeah, no, he won. He oh, won, I thought yeah. he was just petitioning. I mean, okay. I guess we could go to local jail for, I don't know. I mean, snowballs could lead to vandalism, incidental vandalism, okay. at very least. But okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna plug that we're gonna do this again in a year, and somebody at that snowball fight will have cheated and hurt somebody, and they're gonna re-outlaw it. <laughs> yeah. it's damn nanny state. Jeez, some grown adult put ice in the right. snowballs. So John, you get a point, and you get to pick the next topic. I'm guessing you might pick number one. Yeah, the next one is in the first one. All right, John Peros. Do you know about the Google Waymo launch, or do you only have a vague idea? Um, I've got a vague idea, maybe. Vague idea. Shannon Page. I have a vague idea. Rex Roberts. Pass. Pass. Eric Valencia. A vague idea. Vague idea. All right. We're going to start with John, because you're vague. Yeah. Let's let's go. What do you know? Uh, so, Waymo is uh, their, their project for self-driving cars. Um and I didn't know that it had already been launched. I know they've been testing it for a couple of years at least. Wait, didn't they do a Waymo launch? Um, wasn't that Waymo in uh, Tucson where they had, uh, or sorry, in, in Arizona somewhere where they had um, an accident? They hit, uh, that car ended up hitting like a pedestrian like running them straight over yep. because they were walking their bike across the street and mm-hmm. it didn't recognize them. The computer like thought it was be a bag of trash. The computer <laughs> thought it was better to allow traffic to proceed behind it than it was to stop for whatever was in the middle of the street. Something like that. Yeah. yeah that's that's, that's right. what I know about. Yeah. <laughs> a, a woman was killed by a self-driving car. Like I, Four, three years ago, four years ago. It was like a year ago. No, it was after I. It was after I moved back, okay. so it was like a year ago. All right, Shannon, uh, what do you? What do you? Can you add? Can I, you well, add I can that? add that that was in Tempe because it was right. Tempe. It was Tempe. like a block from where I lived, and I used to walk my dog all the time. And the drive. So the the. Did you see those cars? Yeah. So the, the pilot program. It used to be that there was a driver. Um, actually in the car that was supposed to override the self-driving capabilities. But apparently that driver was not really paying attention. And in fact, I think she was listening to The View. They were overridden by The View? They, she was listening to The View on, and she That's wasn't paying attention. That's a TV show. She was listening to it. It's, it's a good talk program. Just watching it. <laughs> she was watching That's it. like how I go to the gym and, and run to the uh, uh, entire cast recording of Empire Strikes Back. Just a table read. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so it's been in Arizona for a while with these with these kind of pilots that were supposed to override it if there were any problems. But I think the the big deal about the Waymo ones is that there's there's no pilot like they are full on self driving. There's no override. Like you get in the car and it's driving itself. There's no one to be. Waymo is the Google thing that is Uber. Uber was using that. Because that whole incident was Uber. 
No, they're separate. I think. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But you can so all of your, you your facts are, on that. are not. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh, it's getting real. All right. Well, Aaron, can you add since you since you bid? I can add that I'm glad I didn't go first. Yeah. I was going to talk about a different Google program, which I was not right about. But I'll plug it anyway. I don't know what it's called. But Google has a new program for gaming uh-huh. that they stream straight to your computer. All the processing is done on their servers. So you can play full-on video games, and you can have, like, a Chromebook, ideally. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's cool. It's not what we're talking about, though. <laughs> hey, 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 Google, if, if Eric can remember the name of your product, we would love some sort of compensation <laughs> for this free advertisement. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so, uh, I mean, you guys all really hit it. It's, it's the self-driving car thing. It's launching in Arizona again. Uh, they've got some serious caveats attached to it uh, because, uh, you know... Uh, they kill people. Um. Tempe is a great like landscape for that. It's all like so flat, and you have those that grid system where all the streets are like two or three lanes wide. Like, and it's all really drunk college students. It's like all very High predictable landscapes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Arizona just programs it that bicycles are trash. <laughs> Might as well hit it. fly out over. It. <laughs> it's too hot for a bicycle. Get yeah, in this car that might run into everything. Um, yeah, the, the, main, the main thing is the launch is for a very selective and secretive early rider program, so even though it is launched, people at large in Arizona can't even call one. There's only a few people who can, so uh, maybe this is some sort of uh, Dickensian way of uh, weeding out uh, society's least favorable by saying, like, <laughs> well, you, you qualify as a, an early crash test dummy person. We're gonna send you an email, sign you up for this program, and if if you, you live don't in make Arizona, it, so yeah, I mean, you're already qualified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Arizona, we we like your cactuses and Frank Lloyd Wright. Thanks for that. Okay, uh, great job. I'm gonna give um, I'm gonna give everybody a point because Rex gave uh, a good rebuttal of some information, and you know, and and Eric points. made a quality uh, advertising drop that may lead to us making some money on this. Wow! So we're gonna do that. <laughs> really slid in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how the game is played. All about sliding into things. Um, so uh, let's see. I'm gonna have. Uh, Shannon, I'm going to have you pick the next topic. Ooh, all right. Um, how about four? Four! Ooh. No? Ooh, okay. That's a bad yeah. number. That's just a generally bad number. <laughs> Shannon Page, do you know about the theremin? Or do you only have a vague idea? Oh, uh, I at least have a vague idea. Great. Okay. Rex? Uh, Don't. Theremin? No? Thera- You're going to... Theremin? The men of Thero? The, the, the theremin. Theraflu. <laughs> the do you know about Theraflu? Um, do you do you want to say a big idea and try to, or do you want to pass? Uh, I'll pass. Okay, I'll Eric, jump in if I have to. Theremin? I think I should pass. You gonna pass? I'm gonna pass. John, the theremin? Um, I have at least a vague idea. Okay, great. Well, we'll start with you since. Oh. You, you... No. No, I was so excited to go first because I have such a vague idea. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh wow. All right. I... I I definitely should let go first. She go ahead. I mean, she she bid the... Yeah. Yeah, You bid the vague idea first, so go ahead. Tell me what you know about the theremin. What do you know about the theremin? It's an instrument Uh that you put your hand over, and it goes... And it's really science fiction-y. Beautiful. That's all I got. Anything else? Okay, John, what can you add? (laughs) 
wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> it actually sounds more like wah, 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 wah. But, you know. uh, okay, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Rex I, and Eric a chance sure to gain you... half a point by doing their best theremin impression. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you just described a holophoner. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's more of this type. Right, of but show. it's a wah, wah, wah. It's more of a xylophone. It's science fictiony. I mean, they're in the same family, I imagine. Does it project like? Thoughts that you have while whilst playing it, we're not there yet. I wish it did. That would be great if if we could get to a Futurama level of <laughs> musical instrument. That would be perfect because that is one of the sweetest episodes of Futurama too. When it's Fry's very so it's very tender because even his even Fry's bad attempt at playing a song for Leela is so cute and with so his sweet. Stupid fingers, yeah, with his stupid, stupid fingers. fingers. <laughs> um, keep touching me in places. <laughs> um, Okay, so the, the theremin, also known as the etherphone, <clears throat> is an electronic musical instrument controlled without physical contact by the thereminist. It is named for the western it is named after the westernized name of its Soviet inventor, Leon Theremin, who patented the device in 1928. Wow. Your most prominent experience of a theremin would be the Beach Boys song's song Good Vibrations, which is it's got that it's that thing. <laughs> You know, you know what it sounds like. Are you allowed to play a clip of that? Uh, I might, I might insert it, but let me. I'm gonna see if this Wikipedia thing works. Put it in post. That sounds very much like a holophoner. That's a holophoner. I do not remember that from Good Vibrations. No, this is this is <laughs> Ode to Joy. Oh. <laughs> like that's the extended cut. <laughs> the extended cut of Good Vibrations is just classical music. <laughs> Good Vibrations um, was actually a much sadder song, originally. <laughs> so the controlling section of the instrument consists of two metal antennae that sense the relative position of the thereminist's hands and control oscillators for frequency with one hand and amplitude with the other. The electric signals from the theremin are amplified and set to a loudspeaker. It's a wild thing. Uh, here's a picture of a person, of a woman using a theremin. Like a virtual reality accordion? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's I don't know. It's like yeah. uh, it's like or or like an air harp. I don't know. It's it's something else. And if air you want to see what that looks wow. like, look uh, check out Twitter at Neat Regolia, and he'll tweet out a picture of it. Yeah, I'll totally remember to do that. <laughs> Actually, I will because it's on it's on the show. Thank you, Shannon. I'll, I'm gonna do that. This is these are the kind of you know cutting edge marketing tips that I need to get the show out there. Uh, all right, so Shannon, you're gonna get a point. And I'm going to give John half a point for making a theremin noise. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and let you pick the next topic, Shannon. Uh, I'll go with number two. Number two. All right. Okay. Shannon Page, do you know about former Major League Baseball player Glenn Burke? No. Nope. Or do you only have a vague idea? No. Pass. Okay, you're going to pass. Rex Roberts, do you know about Major Leaguer Glenn Burke? Glenn Burke? Glenn Burke. <laughs> oh, I know Clem Burke. No, I don't. No, nothing. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, a lot of major league baseball players too. All right. Yeah, I mean, it, this, he's he's from a willow ways back. Uh, Eric, Glenn Burke. Glenn Burke is not in my wheelhouse. No, I'm gonna pass. Okay, John. Sorry, Nate. Hey, looks oh, like everybody's getting a, getting a point because I stumped the panel. <laughs> but you're gonna have to hear the harrowing story of Glenn Burke before. I, I like how you story. say I stumped the panel a... like you like it was a good thing. Yeah, no, no, I, I literally picked something that I listened to on a podcast a week ago. I love and that I was you like, have to apologize to us for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wasting our time. Stories of Glenn Burke. 
Well, it, his real story is so sad that we're. Uh, is, I just want to tell. Is it. he the little person that they use as the uh, publicity stunt, where he had like a strike oh, stone, like that's six inches? Eddie Goodell. That's who you're thinking of. Which How that's you know a great that story. Yeah, I because that's one of those things that gets two. stuck in my brain, and this is why we go and play trivia at Maybe the Irish. I should be hosting this thing, Nate. What? Oh well, uh, actually, oh, well, I would like to do that. I, what I want to do is maybe next year we can do a month where everybody gets to rotate through being the host, and I play. Mm-hmm. But it means you have to come up with your own list of topics and everything too. I'm not gonna. I can't feed you a list of topics because then I'm cheating. Anyway, this, this is slowly turning into like win Ben Stein's money when you're the enemy. It's just everybody beat me. <laughs> you, you just have to figure out what I know and and. To an extent, the topics are getting, like, can you get into my head about, like, what I would have seen on the internet in the past week and thought was interesting. Um, that said, Glenn Lawrence Burke was born November 16, 1952. He died uh, May 30th, 1995. He was a Major League Baseball player for the L.A. Dodgers and the Oakland Athletics from 1976 to 1979. Glenn Burke was the first major league baseball player to come out as gay to his teammates and team owner during his professional career. He said, They can't ever say now that a gay man can't play in the majors because I'm a gay man and I made it. Uh, he passed away from AIDS-related causes in 1995. The, the major tragedy, I mean, aside from the AIDS thing, is that he was a uh, clubhouse darling. Like, everybody loved him on the team. He was very talented. He, uh, he was compared to Willie Mays by numerous people before he came out. And then uh, being out in the 70s led to managers dismissing him. And the Dodgers traded him because they couldn't have a hard F word in the clubhouse. He angered Tommy Lasorda specifically because he befriended his son, who came out as gay later. Um, anyway. But a uh, really, really talented guy who was mistreated by our uh, kind of shitty culture. So there you go. Glenn Burke, and everybody right. gets a point. Yay for sadness. Good, right? Good, but important, good lesson. I feel like these are things that it's, you know, it's important that we know about this stuff because uh, I didn't know that Glenn Burke was the first Major League Baseball player to come out as gay because nobody really talks about it. It's, it's a non-story, even though, uh, you know, he was... A remarkable player. And you said he came out in the 70s? Yeah, 70, like 76. So, yeah, pretty wild. Uh, Shannon, you get to pick again. Again? Again! Um, uh, I don't even know how many we have left. Six. One, two, three, That's five, why you gotta six. pick the first one. I know, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay, by picking topic pick six, wrong. you have unlocked the secret bonus question! <laughs> bonus. Which can be chosen next round. Uh, Shannon Page, do you know about Michael Jackson's Shimon, or do you only have a vague idea? Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess I'll say I have a vague idea. Vague idea? Rex Roberts, do you know about Michael Jackson's Shimon, or do you only have a vague idea? I can invent a vague idea. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. There, there, it, there's a very specific origin to this, which is interesting. Oh. Eric, yeah, I, don't I don't have any idea. <laughs> I, I've heard it, so I'm going to say I have a vague idea. Great, John. I'm going to sit this one out. You're going to sit this one out? Okay. <laughs> so, uh, we're all vague. Rex, are you you're staying in? Yeah, sure. All right, great. <laughs> Shannon, start us out. What do you know about Shimon? It is a thing that Michael Jackson sometimes says while he's singing. All right, that's, that is correct. 
Rex, can you add to? It's a thing that Michael Jackson sometimes says while he's singing. I, I really would have insisted that it's pronounced Shamone. <laughs> okay. Because that that silent e, uh, the unused e. Yeah. Yeah. It's an implied e. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. I, I I guess I always just sort of filled in the gaps that I thought he was saying "come on," and it was just sort of a. Uh, Oh, okay. I always thought he was saying Shannon. Shannon? Yeah. <laughs> That's very. That is a it's little like narcissistic of you, if I'm honest. I was an only, I'm an only child. There's a well, lot of songs yeah, I no, thought I, where they were saying my name when they actually weren't. <laughs> well, and your parents named you after a song, so. Yeah. Yeah, Shannon was named after a song about a dead dog. Oh. Uh, it was very thoughtful of your parents. Yeah. We touched on this in an earlier episode. So. Beach Boys. Yeah, I don't know if it had a theremin in it or not, though. <laughs> <laughs> was there a theremin in that instance? Um, uh, did it? Does it have something to do with the crotch grab? It does not. Oh. But, but you know what? You actually get half a point because what you said earlier is correct. Shimone? No. Come on. Come on. Okay. Eric, can you add anything? <laughs> you gotta stop uh, awarding points before I can say something. <laughs> I was going to say, he had so much pop inside of him, he is the king of pop, that every time he tried to say, come on, it just came out, and it was just such a popular ad-lib that even Chris Tucker said it in Rush Hour 2. Oh, hey. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Chris Tucker, if you want to be on the show, I don't tweet know at Nate Regolia. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Chris Tucker's doing today? He put out a stand-up recently. I didn't watch it, though. <laughs> He's still doing stuff? Chris Tucker Live. I, I, thought, I thought for some reason that he became, like, evangelical or something. Is that a thing? I think that was just in Civil Lightning's playbook. Oh, okay. It was just it was, it was for a role. It was an acting choice. Okay. Um, well, hey, uh, wonderful, everybody. So here's the thing. Shamon is a reference to Mavis Staples, who was using that as a version, as a way of saying, come on, which was a, a, a like black soul lingo in uh, music in the 60s and 70s. So Michael Jackson was actually doing like a referential callback to the pe- the shoulders on which he stood, hmm. uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so, everybody who participated is going to get some points. Now, how many? I'm about to decide. <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> I'm going to be like writing these down. Well, I am. I'm doing it right now. Rex, you're going to get half a point. I'm going to give Eric half a point. I even did the noise, though. I know, but <laughs> hey, you know. I was partially correct. And Shannon, just, you're, you're going to get half a point as well. <laughs> So right now, quick score break, uh, Rex and Eric are tied at two and a half, and John and Shannon are tied at three and a half. It's a very tight game, and I'm going to let, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let Rex pick the next topic because, you know, eight. You, you know, eight? You want the, one, two, you want that one? Uh, well, we don't, no we don't, wait, we don't have eight the, left. One through the, six. The double super point. Yeah, wasn't there a bonus? The yeah. bonus I Yeah, you lost. unlocked the bonus point, so you, know, you can choose one through six now. Oh, we would have only been at five, but I unlocked you, a bonus question. Uh-huh. You six, though. Oh, five. Wait. It, five? It, they move. Oh so, like, gosh. if there's one through ten and you choose seven, then there's going to be one through nine. Like, they don't disappear yeah. from the middle. Shifty oh. topics. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's, yeah, it's the topic. The point of the contention topic. is the first, the first episode. <laughs> so, if you always pick one, <laughs> there's always one. There's always one. There's always one, 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 one at the top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, you picked five. Yes. Okay. Rex Roberts, do you know about the Ultimate Epic Battle Simulators 
3,000 T-Rex versus 20,000 Jedi battle? Or do you only have a vague oh, idea? Man. You want to play this round so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is totally a nerdy thing that I liked to, to watch last week. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, same as everything. I'll, I'm happy to invent a vague idea. The, the, so the main thing here is it's really just a matter of who won. So Ooh, you, you're, gonna, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a fifty fifty on this. Um, mm. You said it, Eric. What are the names again? T Rex versus Jedi. It's Three thousand T Rex versus twenty thousand Jedi in the <laughs> Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator. Who won? Do you know? Oh, I know. You may, okay. You know? I know who you're, won in my heart. Certain. Certain. <laughs> All right, John. I don't know. It sounds Greek to me. Greek. All right, Shannon. I have to assume by the time it gets. Through three people to me, that a 50 50 would be solved. Well, maybe. <laughs> but I'll say a vague idea. Just you're going to say a vague idea? All right. Well, because you get to go second, because Rex is vague, you're vague, and Eric claims to know. So who knows? I mean, you as long as you don't pick what Rex picks. We'll see. We'll see how this pans out. <laughs> what do you say, Rex? What do you think? Uh, I think obviously the, the 3000 T Rex has the upper hand. <laughs> okay. Okay. Upper tiny hands. Upper tiny hands. Um, <laughs> now, you can also feel free to speak about the Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator if you have any knowledge of that, because I will award points for awareness of that. Um, uh, so, T-Rex's is Rex's vote. Shannon, what do you think? The 20,000 Jedi? Okay. Is that well, what it was? I mean, that's, that's one of the options, yeah. yeah and yeah. It, was a, it was a simulator. Uh-huh. It, it, a battle true. simulator. Yeah. That was in the name. Wait till you had the ring. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Eric. All right. So, Mark Cuban <laughs> invested in an ultimate simulator off of this guy from Shark Tank. And so they went out to the islands, some random uncharted island. They built this ultimate simulator. And they have various battles going on 24-7. The latest of which was this 3,000 T-Rex versus a 20,000 Jedi. Now, you would think it being so big and a fully metal T-Rex that the T-Rex would have eaten this Jedi. But no. Firstly, they have a lightsaber. Anytime that T-Rex is going to try and bite him, he's going to slice his way open. But the main thing that was key in this battle was that T-Rexes have the brain of a walnut. If a Jedi can't trick that brain, <laughs> he's not a Jedi. Jedi wins. <laughs> Plus 3,000 versus 20,000, numerically speaking, Jedi wins. <laughs> All right. Um... That was a very no, that was a point. very convincing bit of even I was engaged in that sophistry. Um, so what does Mark Cuban have to do with this? Why has it got to be so hunger ga- hunger gamesian? I mean, it's not ultimate. It's not hunger gamesian. <laughs> and so it's a metal T Rex. Is it also a metal Jedi? Uh, no, two thousand by that time had evolved to a gaseous form. <laughs> <laughs> so the T Rex had nothing to bite. <laughs> No, that's fair. That's fair. Argument made. (laughs) I feel very satisfied that this will be our nerdiest episode yet. Um, So, uh, the winner was actually the 3000 T-Rexes, so Rex was correct in that. Um, The uh, Ultimate ultimate Epic Battle Simulator is a uh, Chinese-run, visualized, computer graphics battle simulator where they post videos on YouTube... I think every month, maybe, or, or more often. I really haven't looked at it other than for this one thing. But, uh, yeah, they, they basically enter, like, hey, here's a bunch of T-Rexes, here's a bunch of Jedis. And then you get to watch the epic visual that is a, a bunch of lightsabers charging into a bunch of T-Rexes and those things piling up on each other as the corpses uh, amass. 
It was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how long did the ultimate battle last? The whole video is like twenty minutes. Twenty. And that last, the last battle, I think, took seven of the twenty minutes or something. It was a pretty long battle. Um, uh, the one-on-one was like immediate Jedi killed. And I question the validity of it as a, as a system, because the, the T-Rexes and the Jedi don't actually seem to make any contact or do any real damage to each other. It's super, like, it's like a dice roll thing. It's just like, smash this thing into this thing, oh, that thing fell over at the end. Um, but, you know, it's this is what we're doing with the technology that we've created. <laughs> In addition to the amazing, we face on video, I don't know if anybody saw that today, but there was an article on the AV Club, uh, someone used deep fakes, uh, under the uh, nom de plume derp fakes to make a face-on video where they actually put Nicolas Cage's face on John Travolta in (laughs) face-off. So instead of having them switch faces, they switch the faces back. So it was like they never switched faces. Yeah, but you get to hear John Travolta's voice come out of Nick Cage's face. And they also put Nick Cage's face in a bunch of John Travolta movies like uh, Saturday Night Fever, uh... Stuff like that. It was unsettling. Uh, <laughs> Rex, you're going to get a point. Um, Eric, I'm going to give you half a point because that was humorous. Thank you. Was Mark Cuban involved or no? No, Mark Cuban's not involved at all. That was, it was, it was you know, that's you something. something. You're going to half a point, too. Um, and Rex, you get to pick the next topic. Five. Five. Oh, it's the bonus question! There's a little, like, sound that I'll add in. It's great. It sounds like it sounds like you're getting coins out of an old video game. Uh, Alright, so for this special bonus question, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix's Watership Down series is going to premiere uh, next month. Or Water- this month. Sorry. Watership? This month. Watership Down, it's a, it's a story about rabbits. It's really sad. <laughs> There's a movie, uh, it's about rabbits, there's a war, it's tragically depressing. But, uh, it's based on a book. Uh, Netflix's remake remade version of this, is coming out this month. So I'm going to give points to you based on who comes up with the cutest, fluffiest name for a bunny. (laughs) We're going to go around the circle. Everybody has to come up with a really cute, fluffy bunny name. We'll start with you, Rex. What do you got? I think for picking the name, I get to go last. I... You know what? I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll let you go last. Okay. All right. All right. So we'll start with Eric. Eric, cutest, fluffiest bunny name that you can think of that we haven't already heard before. Um. The Mr. Snugglesworth. All right, Mr. Snugglesworth. Great, John. Fluffy bunny name. (laughs) (laughs) You look as not (laughs) fluffy as a person can be to be having to name a bunny. Uh, um, uh, oh, I don't know. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything nice. <laughs> oh. do, you, do you have a do you have a problem with bunnies? That's all I got. That's all you got. All right. Okay. John's passing. Shannon, bunny name. Um, I'm gonna say puffy. Puffy Snuggly Gumball the Third. Puffy Snuggly Gumball the Third. I love it. Okay, great. Puffy Puffy Gumball. Puffy Puffy Snuggly Gumball the Third. And Rex. Um. 
Nuzzles McCotton Rump. Ooh. <laughs> that was really good. Oh. Nuzzles McCotton Rump is quality. I'm going to give uh, I'm going to give Rex a point, giving him four and a half points. I'm going to give Eric a point. I'm going to give John half a point because he decided to fight the system. I gave a Bambi reference. Thumper from Bambi. Did you say Thumper? No, no it's Thumper if, from Bambi. If you can't say anything nice, That's don't say anything. Said. And then you said nothing. That's what oh, you said in well, Bambi. Then you're getting a point for that. Yeah. Half a point for that. That's great. Yeah. Um, That's a deep cut. I don't think he said that. <laughs> That is what you're saying. That's a that's a deep Bambi cut. <laughs> <laughs> Snuffles yeah. Button Butt the Third was mine, and uh, Button Butt, Button yeah. Butt, Button Butt. Uh, okay, so uh, Rex, pick again. Five. One through four are your options. That's all that's left. Four. Four. Okay. Ooh, here it is. The one that you've all been earlier <laughs> warned about. Rex Roberts, can you name three of the Golden Globe 2018 Best Drama, Actor, or Actress nominees? Or do you only have a vague idea? Or would you like to pass? I think I could name three of the Supporting Actor nominees. We don't want that. Who um, need those? <laughs> Who needs support? I got one. You got one? No, two. Two? Um, we'll call that a vague idea. Vague idea. Okay. Eric, you got it? Oh, yeah. You know this? Mm-hmm. John? <laughs> Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. <laughs> John is in a gritty place. Shannon? Does it have to be from this year? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I told everyone in advance what the topic was. You didn't say this year. Well, I, I thought that was implied. <laughs> The, the, just announcing them. In I was trying to go outside the box. That's, that's fair. Um, I still think I have a vague idea. Okay. Um, so let's see. We've got vague idea, vague idea. Vague no, idea. We'll start with Rex. Come to you. Swing back over to Rex. What do you got? Um, Remy Malik. That's one. Uh, the kid from mid-90s who's the older brother. I don't remember his name. Oh, you're going to need to do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know. That was my big idea. That All right, we well, got the one. That's one. great. That's good. That counts. Uh, uh, Shannon. Uh, Lady Gaga. Yep. Bradley Cooper. Yep. Melissa McCarthy. Yep. Well done. That was more than a vague idea. Yeah. You knew that shit, <laughs> Eric. Well, she took two of mine. I was gonna say Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper, and Freddie Mercury. <laughs> but Freddie Mercury, uh, he's the he's the he's the character, he's the subject. So the guy's playing. Oh, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Rex said, and I don't know how to say it. <laughs> All right, and this was uh, RM. Other options were Glenn Close, Nicole Kidman, Rosamund Pike, Willem Dafoe. Which, if anybody's ever watched, did anybody watch How I Met Your Mother? You watch How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember they go to uh, Will Short's uh, yeah, holiday yeah. party? Yeah. There's an episode where they go to Will Shorts, really? the creator of the New York Times crossword puzzle that we do all the time here at Steno. It's a very uh, classy joint. <laughs> Pinky uh, up. Pinky up. And, uh, <laughs> Pinky up. And uh, they go to his party, and uh, Marshall, played by Jason Siegel, is talking about how he doesn't know how to talk to all these like fancy people. So he's like, oh, uh, Willem Dafoe, uh, that's a funny name. It sounds like a frog. Willem. Defoe! Willem! Defoe! Um, anyway. 
<laughs> that was your anecdote? That's it. <laughs> That's all there was. That was your one famous listener that was tuning in, too. Yep, yep. And this is my crossword? And we're gone. Oh, no. <laughs> Stop sending him the paper. Um, there's also Lucas Hedges uh, and Dave, John David Washington. So those were the options. Which one of those is the old That's Baby from? Denzel. Baby Denzel? Baby Denzel. Okay, okay. Uh, was Lucas Hedges the one you were thinking of? His brother? From... I think so. Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> he looks sort of like the older brother from Sword in the Stone. Yeah. That, that's that a thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. It's <laughs> uh, So I, I tried to look it up, and then I got distracted by the some headline and article about Carol Burnett is going to win the first annual Carol Burnett Award. Oh, yeah. Which... Seems a little on the seems, nose. Seems just ridiculous. They would you would give the award to this person instead of just naming the award and giving it to somebody else, right? Or having her give it, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. hey, I'm going like, to give you the like, naming we're going the to give... award after her is the award almost. exactly because <laughs> it will be forever that yeah. people are like we remember Carol Burnett now. Yeah, yeah, that's ah, fun. the Carol Burnett Award winner, Carol Burnett, from yeah. her work on the Carol Burnett Show. <laughs> Well, you know what? You guys have just now decided what the trophy will be, because it will be the first ever, whatever the name it's, of the person who wins awards, for a vague idea. It's Carol Burnett's earlobe award. Aw. She's old. No, she's always had big earlobes. It's a sign of fertility she, in China. No, no, no. She, she, she greets her mother with every That's how she says, appearance. I love you to her mom, oh. when, yeah. on the Carol Burnett show. Well, good. He's See, not just I making fun know. of her earlobes. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a John's been a little surly. <laughs> I'm trying to figure He's it like, out. I'm totally going to diss on her earlobes. I apologize, Miss Burnett, for uh, thinking that someone was dissing on your earlobes. Or for even saying they're big. I mean, you are old, but we're all old in a no, way. No, she would admit it. One earlobe is like way bigger than the other one. Oh, she hmm. would admit it. Is anybody watching The Cool Kids? What's that? It is a show with I guess Carol that's Burnett. The answer, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Carol, it's it's Carol Burnett and David Allen Greer and Martin Mall and uh, the guy from Laugh In with the really high voice whose name I can't remember right now. And it's written by Charlie Day. Whoa. Yeah. Mm. And I watched the first episode and it needs to be it needed to be a lot better than it was. Aww. But I feel like I need to go back and give it another shot because yeah. all those people are amazing. That's so interesting that they would go to Charlie Day for that. I mean, good for him. It's on Fox, right? I think so, yeah. Mm. That's really impressive. They haven't <laughs> that star list and they still managed to make it bad. Right. Or maybe it's good and the first episode just wasn't that great. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's how I asked. thought. I thought Disenchanted was going to get better and it, uh, it didn't really. Excuse but me. But that wasn't on Fox. I thought it was just fine. Thank you. Oh, all right. Season two well, is going to be pretty good, I think. Okay. We'll come back. Slow we'll burn. Come, yeah. It okay. was a slow burn for sure. I, I need to watch more of it, too. I'm like, I haven't finished yeah, the last You can also Don't still hate it. it. It's okay. No, I know. You're not wrong. I just hate you for hating it. Here's the thing about me consuming media is I can always find a way to like something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because there's always merit in creation. Let's let's encourage children to make things, okay, hey, people? I used to own Tila Tequila on season or the first season on DVD. There's no merit to that. A shot of love? <laughs> a shot of love? Are you kidding me? What is not to love means? <laughs> Did you purchase that or was it given to you? I had a gift card to Target once. I was like, I have nothing better to buy, so I might as well get Tila Tequila on DVD. <laughs> I, I, I feel like she's she's like an inveterate 
conservative weirdo, though, right? I have no idea. I just remember being 13, like, man, this show is awful. I yeah. Don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we make a lot of interesting decisions when we're in our early teen years. <laughs> Bold um, move of you to bring it back up. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Just want to appreciate the art that I appreciate. Um, Make something. Uh, Shannon, you, you knocked that down. So you get to pick between the last three. We have three more topics remaining. One. Two, One. Three. One. Okay. Shannon Page, do you know about the Amazon bear spray incident? Or do you only have a vague idea? Mm, neither. Pass. Nice. Pass. Rex, Amazon bear spray incident? No. No? Eric? I would just make something up. I have no idea. Okay. John? I'm in a bad... Oh, man. Well, hey, everybody's going to get a point again. (laughs) Um, Let's just do that the rest of the (laughs) (laughs) time. Yeah, just... Really? the leader. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's that's an interesting sort of... uh, uh, revolutionary plays just be like we're just all going to say we pass and we'll just all tie and then I'll have to come up with something else. <laughs> Do you have a tiebreaker question? I have I have a list of extras in case we rock paper scissors again poorly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one just delete. Okay, we can do rock, paper, scissors, but no paper, guys. We've got to keep this simple. Um, so it was actually, it was it was five days ago at, a, at an Amazon fulfillment uh, warehouse that one of the uh, like robots in the factory or in the warehouse uh, accidentally opened, uh, smashed a can of bear spray that led to 24 oh workers God. being hospitalized oh, after being sprayed in the face and other orifices with uh, bear mace. So, yeah. Yeah. Good times. Really doing it right. Is and that you know also what? in Arizona? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out where there's, it was. There's a lot of Amazon fulfillment <laughs> centers in Arizona. It was New Jersey. Uh... Poor, poor New Jersey. <laughs> uh, you say like that people. makes sense. Uh, that would yeah. happen there. <laughs> the, the robots in New Jersey. Unreliable. <laughs> now, of course, the upside here is that Amazon pays its people so well that they'll certainly be completely covered for their health care. So that's fine, right? Everybody that no, I'm, they might, they I'm pay wrong. the robots better. The ro- the, oh, well, the, well as long as the robot's not harmed, then. I guess that's Amazon. I mean, you're listening. Come on. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, buddy. <laughs> okay. Great. Everybody gets a point. So, uh, Rex, you're at six. Eric, you're at five. John, you're at five. Shannon, you're at seven. It's getting real. There's two topics left. Shannon, pick again. One. One. It's like you're doing a John impression over here. It is the easiest, really. Yeah. It's easy on everybody. Like, yeah. you, you don't even have to keep track. No, I just have to keep hitting whichever I one I haven't yet straining. checked. Do you ever deduct points? Just trying to think of a way that I um, can still win this thing. If somebody lies very blatantly, I, I can deduct the point. You mean like his ridiculous story? Well, yeah, but there were funny parts to that. I, I found that entertaining enough. If they lie um, and they're not funny. It's, you know, I, I was aware that that was performance art. I Eric know, was. I know Eric I'm not funny. That's character. why I never lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you picked right. Yeah. Okay, Shannon, do you know about mysterious space object Amuamua, or do you only have a vague idea? Pass. Oh fuck! All right, Rex. I mysterious know about space mysterious object Amuamua. Object Amuamua, but not Amuamua. <laughs> Are you being cheeky? Or do you I mean, mean, we are in Aquaman season. It's true. <laughs> We're in Aquaman season. 
which <laughs> it, every review I've, I've seen says we're totally blown away. It didn't suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it, it's seeming to get a very uh, hearty like. Yeah, good for you. It's like a seven out of ten. Is this an entourage reference? (laughs) (laughs) No, right? (laughs) I I got that one. Sorry, we're about to take it away from that. (laughs) Oh man, Finny Chase, Uh, space object of Muamua. So Rex, were you? You're? you're, Are you? No, I'd be happy to to bullshit some Jason Momoa stuff, but that's about it. All right, I get it. Okay, yeah, if you didn't know. <laughs> You're out? John, <laughs> you the serious space object, Oumuamua? Uh, no, I don't know enough. I, I don't even have a vague idea. I'm going to say it's an yeah. acronym? Maybe uh, a radio echo? It, it Well, uh, no. Hold on, <laughs> I've got an idea. It's something that the, uh, that the telescope in Hawaii found. That's, I mean, that's not... Correct, exactly. Well, it's not incorrect. You can't give him credit because a telescope saw it. No, it's a Hawaiian telescope. No, and he, and he is technically right. Which is, so like, what, which is you... like the quietest telescope like in like on Earth, really. Yeah. So right. you're are you you saying That's a big idea and you're giving that. Okay, great. Well, John, you're going to get how you're going to get a point. I'm going to give you a point for that because that was great. So, Oumuamua, this was this was earlier this year. There was a mysterious uh, oblong object that passed by the Earth through space. It was detected by the Haleakala Observatory in Hawaii. Good job, John. Um, and it, it passed through our solar system. It was making kind of uh, weird, quiet noises. Uh, and... <laughs> it was like... See, who gave a better explanation of it, right? <laughs> it had, okay. So, but the things that were weird is Oumuamua had no signs of a comet tail despite its close approach to the sun, which is unusual for any stone to not be like gassing off, melting off something. Uh, it also, uh, once it kind of reached the Earth, it appeared to speed up. Like, it came to us, and then it zipped away. It was shy. It was, <laughs> it was also, affected by gravity. It was also tumbling rather than rotating, which is unusual for an object that hasn't recently broken off of something. Like, the tumbling would be from, like, hey, the, something came off the moon, but this had traveled through the solar system. So, anyway, uh, there's been a lot of conjecture on the internet as to whether this was aliens. Uh, there was a big thing uh, two months ago about, how is this, you know, are we trying to be, is something trying to contact us? Uh, you know, scientists say, no, that's unlikely. But, um, it's also a situation of we don't have any data about this, so it's kind of one of those things that's just ripe for conjecture. If we lived, uh, you know, 2,000 years ago, or in the Midwest, we might assume that there was some sort of uh, representative from God happening. But that's not the case. So, great job. Uh, <laughs> we can talk so to the scientists. God? No, God's not real. <laughs> <laughs> they, they insist. <laughs> so, John, you're going to get a half a point. Uh, oh, wait, I'm giving you a whole, a whole point. point. I'm giving you a whole point. Sorry, sorry. What does a muamua mean? Let me get that. Because that is the cool thing. Uh, nomenclature. Here we go. It comes from the Hawaiian Oumuamua, meaning scout. So there you go. Hmm. That is the cool thing. Yeah, that is cool. That's pretty neat, right? It's pretty neat. First distant <laughs> messenger is another rough definition. That's fun. It's a lot of fun. All right. So, uh, we have one topic left, and we'll start with you, Shannon, because... Well, no, we'll start with John, because John. John got a point. John, we're going to start with you on the, on the final topic. Score check-in real quick. 
Cannon is leading with seven. John and Rex are tied at six. Eric has five. So this round's worth three? <laughs> you know, if you if you really know a lot about this, you could get a lot of points. I, I, I've been known to do all sorts of crazy shit. John Paros, do you know about the tragedy of the commons? Or do you only have a vague idea? It's a lot of dead air. This is <laughs> this is a still silence. No, it brings up too many like different topics in my mind. I don't think I could choose one. No. Mm-mm. You gonna you, you gonna pass? I don't know. All right, Shannon. I got the pass. tragedy of the commons. I don't have any idea what that is. Okay, Rex. I got a vague idea. You got a vague idea. Eric? I have to have one. You have one? <laughs> really? You're swinging for the fences in this one. <laughs> yes. So, Rex, start us off. What do you know about the tragedy of the commons? Uh, it's... I should know more. It's a, an, an economic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaman. on. Shaman. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. I know it's. I, I know the room that I learned it in in A one hundred two in Clark of CSU, but I, I don't remember the tragedy of the commons. Okay, let me piggyback off of that. <laughs> tragedy of the commons is an economic term that describes how tragic it is to be a commoner in modern times. It, yeah. That's that's not correct, but I mean I, I applaud your effort and, and your resolution behind your effort. Um, so the tragedy of the commons it's 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 a socioeconomic science term uh, to describe a situation in which a shared resource system where individual users acting independently according to their own self interest behave contrary to the common good by depleting the resources or spoiling it. So the idea is is you have a common field where all the sheep can eat the grass. And the tragedy therein is that everybody lets all their sheep eat, and the grass is all gone, and then it's just ruined. Um, uh, now the, the drill, drill, drill mentality. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like it's, the administration it's drill currently baby in power. Drill. Drill baby <laughs> drill. Um, the so, but the interesting thing about this is, so it was it was coined by a British economist in 1833, uh, named William Forster Lloyd. Um, but it's been argued that the term is a misnomer because part of the problem is is that a, a, a traditional sort of capitalist privatization uh, group would say the tragedy of the commons is that we can't we can't share a thing together and keep it nice. So some one person has to own it, and they'll have an economic incentive to keep it good so that other people can use it, which is a uh, oh, it's like also you a ruin it, you ruin it for everyone, right? Like, we'll ruin it for everybody, but if I own it and I charge everybody to ruin it, it'll be better that way. Um, yeah. And then they, you, you, wouldn't, you would be incentivized to not fully deplete it. Right. You'd be incentivized to, to do things sustainably, etc., but obviously, as we all know as people with brains, eyes, and the ability to read or listen, that uh, we just tear the shit out of anything possible to take resources out with no consideration for what the consequences are, because we'll be dead before they probably uh, affect other people. Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, there's a great book called Walk Away by Cory Doctorow. It's a science fiction book about people in Canada uh, choosing to leave a futuristic society where you can use kind of a 3D printing thing to make entire buildings uh, by component. But they talk about this 
in that sort of context where it's like, hey, uh, the lie here is that the people in power with the money are going to tell you that the tragedy is that you're all going to break this and you should let me own it. But the real truth of it is they're going to own it and they're not going to take care of it either. But they're going to make money while they rip everybody off. And I... And Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Just like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> the ball pit belongs to the people, goddammit. <laughs> the ski ball is always broken. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there's always some twerp kid throwing them, like, just winging just fastballs into the thing from the corner. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> you ruin it for everyone. All right. Um, Cory Doctorow, uh, the editor of Boing Boing, a great website. Is he? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, good. Boing Boing. What's Boing Boing about, Shannon? Tell, um, tell us more. Okay, Boing Boing, I, or it might just be Boing now. I don't know which. It's it's kind of a. I think their their tagline is a website for happy mutants, and it started as Mondo two thousand, like back in the nineties, and it was like how to send emails anonymously, like back in the day. And it was all like how to be like hacking the system and how to climb up on billboards and make them like disturbing for the normals and stuff like that and then i think it's eventually turned into boing okay or boing boing or, or boing something boing. like that and or, Corey Doctorow is the editor and he writes a lot of books about disrupting the system he sure school. does and they're good <laughs> they're good books um hey okay well guys we have reached the end uh i gave everybody a point because i picked several topics that no one knew anything about this week um but uh so our final scores shannon you have won the oh, I didn't get a point. Well, you did get a point, but you're at she eight. And Shannon's at or Shannon's at eight, and you're at seven. But no, I don't get a point if everybody gets a point. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody got a point. But I, I gave real information. That's true. Oh, well, don't worry. Everyone, everyone gets okay. a ribbon. <laughs> everyone gets a ribbon, Rex. That's a good point. You can no, you know what? The first annual Shannon Page Trophy. <laughs> Here's what we're gonna do. Being proprietary proprietor of this space, I would expect that you would have mastered <laughs> tragedy of the commons by now. <laughs> right, right. That's why I don't give anybody anything. <laughs> People are always pooping in the printer <laughs> for no reason. There's a bathroom right next door. Uh, yeah, you know what, Rex? You're right. So here's what we're gonna do. For the first time ever, Lighting you are up. both going to win oh. the first annual <laughs> Rex and Shannon, Shannon and Rex Award <laughs> for a vague idea. So uh, say something as winners. Try to say it at the exact same time. Do your best. Like I really want you to try to like look into each other's <laughs> eyes and complete each other's thoughts as you're speaking. In song. You don't have to. Not in song. <laughs> 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 uh, I'd, I'd really like to, to thank I all the people like that thank helped all the us, people that helped us along the way, along the way to, uh, way to uh, your mom, you know, your mom uh, and the Moa Moa satellite, who, uh, who uh, really gave me mom yeah, motivation. Nate, check your mic. You know, I was really hoping for a show showdown after that. You know, if the tide, there needs to be a fight to the death or something, right? No, this is more fun. I thought that was. I thought that was really funny. Um, so yeah, you both you both get to be winners until next week, when neither of you will be winners again until one of you might be again. Wow, interesting if true. Isn't that isn't that exciting? Doesn't that create a nice pitch of drama for the whole thing? I only have a vague idea what you just said. <laughs> hey! All right. Well, 
Uh, thank you guys so much for being on the show. It's a lot of, of fun. <laughs> Eric, uh, you're going to go, you, after the holidays, you'll go back to New Orleans? Correct. Okay. So, uh, safe travels. Well, thank you. From all of us at A Vague Idea, I which is it. literally the <laughs> six of us around the table right now. Five. Five. There's five people. <laughs> and the computer counts, because it's almost still live. Uh, uh, yeah. It's and my Re- only friend. <laughs> and Rex, thank you for letting us record in the, uh, in yeah, the beautiful yeah, basement yeah. down here. And thank you for half winning today. This was great. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug, Rex? Nah, no plugs. Okay. Ooh. Eric? Oh, um, shoot, on the spot. I did the Google thing. Uh, you know what? <laughs> Uh, support your Denver Nuggets. They are in a brutal West right now. Uh, they're missing four of their five starters, and we're going into All-Star Weekend, so we're going to need all the support we can get. I know there's not a lot of uh, diehard Nuggets fans out there, but please, bring out your blue and gold, and red. We're red now. <laughs> and, and really whatever color they pick now, but yes, Air makes a good point. The Nuggets are playing phenomenally well for being, uh, they got like three hands tied behind their back. And that's more hands than people have. <laughs> John has ten hands on the team. <laughs> John plugs? I don't know. Holiday, holiday season always makes me think of uh, Adbusters magazine. I'm not oh, sure yeah. if they're still publishing that, but the old buy nothing day makes me think about um, how appropriate that message has continued to be and maybe even has become in this like age of you know modern marketing. Um, so, yeah, think back to those situationists like, uh, Guy Debord and, um, and all those people out of Canada. Is it ironic to say, Alexa, order Adbusters magazine? (laughs) Is that too much? Yeah, look, I bought something today. (laughs) Well, a lot of people are, well, seven or eight people are going to have to (laughs) cancel that order. Uh, Shannon, plugs? Uh, if you are in the Denver area on Christmas Day, the Volunteers of America feed the homeless. I don't exactly know the details about the times or locations, but you can go to the Volunteers of America website and find out. That's beautiful. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been A Vague Idea. I'm Nate Rigoli. If you have a an idea for a trophy name better than one of the ones we make up on the fly here, <laughs> again, tweet at me, at Nate Rigolia. And, uh, you know, otherwise just be nice. Be nice people. Don't don't rely on hipstery art to tell you to be a good person. I'm gonna go off on a little tangent. Here. <laughs> so there's like a there's the the Korean barbecue place on Broadway. It has a little mural on the side that says "Be a good person." Mm-hmm. I've noticed this popping up on Instagram and social media where people pose in front of artwork that says "Be a good person." You know what? We shouldn't need fucking art to tell us to do that. Be a good person because it's the right thing to do. Thank you. This has been a big idea. Bye! Everybody say bye. Bye! Bye. Thank you. I've got a mouthful of goldfish. A Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Regolia, with Shannon Page and John Peros. If you like this podcast and you like anime, you should check out my podcast with Sean Grolkowski called You Better Believe This. That's found at moleholeradio.com. If you like science fiction books, you should check out the press that Sean and I started. It's called Spaceboy Books, and you can find us at readspaceboy.com.